welcome back to another episode of the Winger Podcast. <laughs> We're back. I know you've got an audience us. in the crowd. I've got audience in the crowd, audience in the room at the moment. So yeah. apologies for that. But this uh, is, we're back. This is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yes. For everyone out there wondering if you do hear giggles in the background, uh, we have one good-looking girl uh, and another one. So uh, anyway, we obviously haven't got the podcast up and going this year too much. We've had our reasons, and I don't want to make excuses, but we've had two about two cases of COVID. We've had going away. I've been ghosted. We've had a few things. So we're back. We're back now. And also, poor haven't got a win. And as soon as they get a win, uh, Cam messaged me and says, what do you reckon to get this yeah. podcast back on well, the road? I'm not going to so. talk to people without a fucking poor win, am I? So. Yeah, exactly right. He's was just he been in the fetal position for the last five weeks. Uh, and he's up and about. And Ken Hinckley is going to keep his job. But anyway. Anyway. That gets us into our first talking point, well, is that, It's a quarter review, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's yeah, a quarterly yeah. review. So With we're a gonna... little, uh, little sprinkle of awards in there as well. Yeah, of course. And we if it's talk about awards, one team probably deserves more award than anything. That's yours, your demons. Yeah, Fly. absolutely flying. Uh, we've just come off a win uh, against Richmond only a matter of minutes ago, really. Live. Uh, yeah, coming at you live. Live reaction here from the demons. Oh, uh, but no, we've been unbelievable this year. We've been injury ravaged, and, and no one's really spoken about that, to be honest. Uh, we have had, to be fair. Yeah. Yes, you have. Like, you've had Levo miss games and May miss games. Yep. Hibbard. Hibbard so we had five of our back six from the Premiership um, miss at least two games. In the first three games of the season, uh, we only had one remaining player from the um, Premiership back line. That's crazy. And that was Stephen May. And then Jake Bowie's come in as well. Uh, fun fact about Jake Bowie, actually. Not only has he not lost a game of footy, he's mm. never been down at quarter time. Never been down at quarter time? You're never. tonight? No, Never. Wow. Yep, so that's pretty uh, pretty interesting stat there. He's about to break the record for the most games ever played without a, w- a loss, I believe. He's not far off. Yeah, McAvoy had 18. That's it, McAvoy. When he was I don't know Kilda, Kilda, yes. But I believe that he's already broken the record for consecutive wins because McAvoy was dropped. He would have been dropped 100%. Saints didn't win 18 in a row at any no. stage, no. So uh, the way we're going, we probably will win 18 in a row. Uh, we have just been that good. Yeah, even... When a lot of our star players aren't picking it up, like tonight, Petrarca was sort of no, nowhere near it, and he's been tagged out of games. Uh, he's been different, hasn't he? The first yeah. two weeks, he was a lot to the brown line. Now he I'm was. thinking, you know, he's now he's absolutely who knows. Yeah. Like, I don't know what. The, I mean, it's a coach, coach driven thing. Clearly, yeah. he's, not, he's not out of form or anything. No, no. but it's a shame. He was looking at a brown line year. Yeah, he, he looked, was. He looked locked. He was. He, he went straight to the favourite uh, for the brown low and. Now he's sort of tailed off, but it's it's not really stopped us in no. our, our sort of war path at the moment. So it's probably made you better. Yeah, it has. I oh, I really like that. I did say at the nice. start of the year that if Clayton Oliver ends up being our best player and we don't rely on Petrarca, we'll be back to back premiers. So that's sort of what's happening at the moment. He just had a forty-one disposal game with twenty-two contested possessions. So that's disgusting. And when you look ahead in the next few weeks, Hawthorne next week winnable game, St Kilda winnable game, West Coast a win, North Melbourne a win. And then that Frio and Sydney, Frio and which Sydney, could be two more wins. You drop, I think you drop one of those. Yeah. Can't tell you which one, but you drop one of those. But you've got four. You got you're winning five of your next six. I'd say worst case scenario, five of your next six. Definitely. So that's what puts you at eleven and one. Yep. that's disgusting. And that St Kilda game is a huge, huge test for us. I'm really excited for that game. Well, so let's let's that's we'll see that's, how we that's our segue. Let's move into teams that have surprised us. And yeah. I don't think they've surprised me because I don't rate them anyway but St Kilda are 5-1 and one. we can't put it any other way they are 5-1 and one on the ladder I they think have they, shocked they, me they haven't beaten anyone personally no, but they're 5-1 and one. so you can only beat what's in front of you yeah. and they're winning games yeah oh, I'm absolutely shocked by how well they're playing to be honest I'm stunned it's not more, not so much about the, the record and about who they've played but it's more about how they're winning like against yep. most teams they've been trailing going into the fourth quarter and then they've managed uh, to pull out the win 
So Max King is leading the league right now in uh, goals in the fourth quarter. And I think he's a massive part of why they're winning. And, and I think he's just taken a massive leap this season, along with uh, Jack Higgins and Josh Huge. Battle. I'm not too sure how many behinds King and Higgins have to combine, but they would have to be... They're, they're the new Brisbane Lions, aren't they, in terms of behinds? They're worse. They probably would be worse, because the way those two have been kicking a goal, it, it's... It's actually it's impressive the amount of shots on goal shots on goal they're getting between them two. Yeah. Like fifteen shots yeah. on goal, it's not even a joke between the two of them right now. Literally, like Max King the other night, one goal seven. And then I think Higgins had three or four himself. I yeah. think he might have had five actually. Yeah. So and he missed very, very gettable goals. Too many gettable goals. So they've been a surprise. Another team that was been a huge surprise, and it pains me to say it, and I can't believe we're actually saying it on the wing of podcast, but the crom. The crom. Well, I we had him what I think we both had him at Dead last. Yeah. Uh, sorry, second last with Gold Coast. Yeah, with Gold Coast, yeah. But, but I not... said five wins for yeah. the year would be my, my tops. Oh, I would be older and shocked if they won four. Yeah, and I they've had five won tops. Three. And, they've won three. and they've won games they shouldn't have won. And really Mars, hard games. Bulldogs. Yeah. That's a loss every week, isn't it? And winning games like by the skin of their teeth, but then also losing some games by the skin of their teeth. They've been in every game they've played they this year. They could honestly be four and, four and two. Well, right? they lost to Freo by one point, and they... Probably should have ended up putting that game away. They should have, yeah. So they should at least be four and two. That's disgusting when you think about it. Which would it? put them in the eight. I think they might even be already be in the eight or or just. Well, they're just. Moment. I think the ninth of the leaf. Yeah. Last I checked, they're ninth. That's no one expected that. No. And Tex Walker's a revelation. He's been. I mean, he's done the same thing he did last year. Yeah. Started the season off hot with three straight tons. Done it again this year, and he's been dominating. Like taking the piss. Yeah, we were talking about them potentially being zero and four before Tex got back, but that's I think. What is the most impressive thing about them is they're able to steady that ship before Tex actually rocked up. I can't believe it. And players like Joshua Shelley really, really stepped up. So. He's he's an all Australian right now, Joshua Shelley. There's no is, other yeah. uh, there's no other way to put it. He's an all Australian forward pocket right now, and they won't keep him out this team if he keeps this up. Yep. He's he's he, he's Chad Wingard 2013 right now. He is that small four that has taken the lead by storm. He's an enigma right now. He's a bit of a fan favourite and. He's playing it so well. He's all Australian right now. Yeah. Will he stay in it? I doubt it. I doubt it. But who knows? I mean, I didn't think they were going to win four games all year, and they've mm. already won three. But he does have that cult figure status oh, as well, which is going to be a massive. Star. One last thing on Crows and Rochelle. Will they keep him as a permanent forward pocket? Yes. Or are they going to do the old Dugowie, try chucking midfield like Robbie Gray type scenario? I've I've heard a lot of... It's uh, been a debate. Yeah, I've heard a lot don't of ex-Crows legends speak about this. And they don't think he has the tank or they'll try and get no, him the tank to do it. Don't which, think he does it all. Which I like. I like that they're not even going to push him towards it because that means he'll sustain his career a little bit longer. Yeah. He could be that, not saying he's in the same echelon as Eddie be Betts. Great. I think he could be like an Eddie Betts sort of player really? where he can just turn a game on his head with four or five goals from the forward pocket. But I don't think he will no, reach the heights of like a Robbie Gray or a Dugowie where he can get through the midfield and be that X factor. But he I is, don't think he'll do that. He is that Robbie Gray, Dugowie type forward yeah Toby Green he is that high marking strong oh he's, he's I very, hate to say it but he's a star he's a genuine a star very skillful player but another team that has surprised me it's the Hawthorne Hawks oh, the Hawks we watched ridiculous. them live last weekend uh, against an Easter Monday game there was no way I thought Hawks were going to win that game at all no. even though they were leading up until the last second I thought yeah Cats will come over here and they did not bow down Sam Mitchell we'll talk about him later I'll get into more detail after he has done a tremendous job with a team that Hasn't and let's just let's break it down. Yago Mira, probably their top five best players, yep. been average. Underperforming. Tom Mitchell, their best player, has been well underperforming. Horrendous. Chad Wingard has barely been on the park when he has been. He's been pretty well useless. James Warple. Warple got dropped. Medi sub and then Gunson and Bruce have been only subpar. Yeah. 
and they're winning games. And it's players like Mitch Lewis, Granger Barras, where they come from, stepping up, and John Newcomb, even Josh he's Ward. A, he's a star, Newcomb. John Newcomb is awesome. He's a star. Last year showed his tackling prowess and his ability to win in debut. Appeal. On debut, on debut, had yep. twelve tackles, I believe. But yep. this Quite year, he's, he's shown his way to, he's shown his ability to go out there and get he his a pill. Yeah. Like he had 30 odd touches on uh, Easter Monday. He reminds me of Ollie Wines the way he goes about it. He's a tackling guy in an under. He can find the pill and not a great ball user, not an amazing ball user, but he's finding the pill. Yeah. He's been tremendous. No, seriously, that Hawthorne team has shocked me. Yeah. That defense, I thought, yeah, Denver, I like. <laughs> Where else do you go? Frost? Yeah, that's cool. Mm. It was nothing. No Ruckman I really was in love with. McAvoy's a makeshift Ruckman. I didn't really like Reeves. It's all working. Yeah. It's uh, clicking. It makes no sense. I think it's just the spine. Like when you've got Sicily, you've got that great young midfield, and then you've got Mitch Lewis going Sick forward. It's been He's amazing been for them. He's been their best defender and also their best distributor of the halfback. So. But in saying this, I still think they get slapped by Sydney by 100 points tomorrow, but we'll find out. But anyway, our last surprise, and this is probably the biggest surprise of them all. Well, not the biggest surprise, but the most impressive surprise, and that would be the Fremantle. Dockers, I don't like you giving them full names. They're not full name people anyway. Uh, the Dockers, they've been huge. They're top two right now. Unbelievable. The, the work by Andrew Brayshaw. It's no five. No five. No Monday. No Monday. Unbelievable. And Sarong in limited games. Tabitha as missing well. games. Who would you expect to be kicking their goals and to be in and under in the midfield? Well, apparently, Lucky Schultz. Lucky Schultz been unbelievable. I think he's a leading uh, goal scorer from this season. Huge. R- Rory Lobb stepping up in place of Matthew Tabernak. A guy who wanted to leave. Yeah, a guy who was pretty much on the verge of leaving. But also a team that was so, so um, Tabernak-centric last year. Oh, it was, it was just him. And if he didn't kick four or five, they just weren't stuffed. winning. There's yep. just no fans or buzz about it. But they've become such a high-scoring, high-paced team. They have. They've completely changed it around. And... Longmuir has done such an He's amazing job. Amazing like, coach. So impressed by him. And then obviously their caretaker coach as well, taking over for a couple of games. Yeah, and he was unbelievable. Yes. So uh, just so impressed by the young for our team. And they're really, really taking leaps and bounds. And they're now top four. Well, so. the, the rock of their team is their defense. Alex Pierce has finally got a nice run at it. I mean, will he last any more than five games? Who knows? Hope Historically so. not. But yeah. he's doing a very great job right now. Ryan's been a star. Yeah. And Hayden Young coming back to that side. He, we cannot... I cannot uh, express enough how good of a player he is. He is so good. Ball in hand, when man on man, you name him, he's a, he's a star. Yeah. He was a star the second he was drafted. And we saw straight away this guy's going to be a really, really good player. But it was always about his kick. It was yep. always about his He's kick. got it sorted out now. He's he honestly their best ball user out of defence now. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Not me. Yeah. He's been a star. And he's adding, as you said, the defensive ability to the game. He can lock a guy down. And then Heath Chapman as well. Yeah, who Chapman's has been, been oh, unbelievable a, this season. What a pick. Well, not a pick up, but like what a... Revelation, isn't yeah, it? Revela- genuine revelation. Yeah. He's become such a great intercept marker and just a like cornerstone for that defense. One hundred percent. No, I, that, that, that's, that's the reason why they're flying, and they deserve it. They bloody deserve it. Yeah. Home, they always win at home. They're going to be a top five team now. Yeah, uh, it's going to be hard for them to keep out the five. It will five and one. They have to. But another team that's really, really surprised Ooh, me. We got another well. surprise. I do have to say this one. Emily's falling asleep, but you found another one. And I'll let you take. I'll let you take the floor with this one. They went zero and five. They finally got their first win against the Eagles. That's your Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide power. Where's the prize? Tell me about them. Oh, I'm, feel, sh- I'm so surprised and shocked by how oh, they've gone about it for the first six games of the season. Finally got a win against a depleted Eagles team. But what are your thoughts on this? Ooh, I, I want to say we suck, but I think that's actually just me being very rude to my own team. I think we've been one of the probably the better 0-5 teams you've ever seen. I mean, Brisbane Lions game, we had one run out of legs. After the after the siren goal against Crom, Melbourne were never going to beat. Carlton, we came back from fifty points down. Hawks, 
Hawks, that was just, yeah, I ignored that for a reason. That was just, that's a loss. But um, nah, there's no excuse. I don't know, I just don't, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of Port Adelaide at all this year. I don't, I've got no idea. We've got no forward line. We've got no key forward. We are so Dixon-centric. It's not even funny right now because as soon as he goes out for one minute, we've got nothing. We've got, we've got a whip in Todd Marshall. We've got Finlayson. He got dropped three times. We've got nothing going on in the forward line. So I've got no idea what... I, I actually cannot make a, a, a genuine argument on Port Adelaide this year. I've got no idea. So at the moment, it's death taxes and Sydney 0-6 being brought up, how they made the finals from 0-6. Yeah, it's, it's a very common debate, debate well, topic. Do you see Port Adelaide doing anything similar to that this year? No, I think we're a worse team than GWS. And no one's well, talking about GWS. Yeah. They're 1-5 as well, and I think they're a better team than us. So uh, do two teams go 1-5 and five make finals? No. No. That would be one in a million, I would say. Yeah. Um, so no, I think GWS can make finals. I don't think Port can, no. Um, We've got to, uh, well, guess we'll find out a lot in the next two weeks, St. Kilda and Bulldogs. If we yeah. go, if we win both of them, then you go, all right, maybe there's a chance. Yeah. But we go one and one, which I think would be the most likely result, one and one, because one's at home, one's away. Yeah. We're two and six. Up in Kazali Stadium and in neutral ground against the Saints. This helps. And then coming back home for Bulldogs, and Bulldogs have just lost to the Croms. Maybe they're not as big as a team as we thought they were, you know, four weeks ago. But no, I, I don't think we're my finals. I think we're done. And. What other team we were just talking about just then was the GWS Giants. What a disappointment they've been as well. Shocking. If they were a team that were based in any other city apart from uh, Canberra, according to Cameron, but anyone else at uh, GWS, they would be getting slammed in the newspapers. Leon Cameron's seat would be on fire. Yeah, because of GWS, no one really gives a shit, which is crazy. That's what I'm wondering. Port's just getting slammed. Port Ken is, getting... is. If you've got any AFL comment page in the world right now, it's Ken Hinckley's the biggest meme. Yeah. Leon Cameron is just. No luckers. No one's speaking about it. No and also, is. the thing with Leon Cameron is he sort of had the, whether it was arrogance or the professionalism or the the sort of foresight to put his contract talks on hold at the start of the season. Yeah, a bit of arrogance, I think. I think it's arrogance, and it's now completely yeah. backfired on him. Where they've gone one and five, they don't look anywhere near it either. They no, got they to- don't. They got Toby Green back, which is obviously a huge acquisition. They oh. weren't able to make the most of it. I understand it's only one game. Uh, That's a game you should win. We're bigger Toby Green fans than most. Than most, yeah. That was a must-win game. At home. And you're up at half-time, you're up at three-quarter time. If you're not going to dig deep and win that game, then you're not going to make finals. Against the Kuda, who we we haven't really uh, gone, yep, they're a big boy team. They're just, uh, who knows yet. Everyone always, someone always starts the season really hard. Always. Whether it's Gold Coast, whether it's the Crom, or whoever it might be. Someone always does. Yeah. That was a disappointing loss, and that's bad. That, that might be their, that might be their their uh, downfall. That loss. I think that it might will be. Another. But it's the one. It's the thing but, about how they have way more talent than St Kilda, and I think everyone agrees with way that. more talent than, than probably fifteen teams. Yeah, literally, but they're just not able to have that heart and that grit no. to get that win out, and that's the thing that worries me. And that's got to be coaching, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, not necessarily. To a degree. Yeah, you might. He might have lost the rock, locker room, which could be a big. That's thing. an issue. You got it. Culture comes from somewhere. It's got to come from the coach, I think. Last disappointment, who we've just touched on very briefly a moment ago, and that's Houston Bulldogs. Emily's just dropped their phone live in the podcast. This is why we don't have live audiences. They are a real pain to deal with. Uh, <laughs> Bridget's in there going, I've done nothing. Just look good. Uh, the Dogs. What is the point they made as well? I'm sorry, to lose at Mars to the yep. Crom, that's never supposed to happen. I actually don't know what's going on with them because Bailey Smith's firing. Norton's still doing his own thing, and Jamari Hagen's played the best footy he's played in his career so far. And Dunkley's been amazing. Dunkley's back to his best. McRae's just doing McRae things. That defense is still solid enough. They had injuries, admittedly, against Crows with Keith. I understand that, but this team shouldn't be where they are right now, should they? I think the the obvious issue with them is one of the hardest parts about building a footy team, and the hardest parts about sustained success with a football team is 
the salary cap. They put so much of their money into the midfield. Into five players. Into literally, yeah, five players in the midfield, which you understand can get the ball into the forward line. Yeah. But when it gets into the forward line, there's no one there. Or when it goes into the back line, there's also no one there. You've got Norton up front, and then honestly just falls apart apart from that. You've drafted pretty well with Hugo Hagen, which you got lucky with your academy. And, and then Waitman's been awesome as well. Yeah. But apart from that, you've got no real key forward stocks. You've got no key back stocks. I couldn't tell you they're half-forward flanks, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. So I just couldn't. You've just not got not... Don't have that ability in the forward and back half. Yeah, they're, where too, they're too thin. You look at all the best teams in the comp right now. They're so so stacked in the forward and the back, and their stocks. midfields are sort sort of like there's maybe one or two stars, yeah. and the rest are just flown in. Like you got Viney, yeah. you got Sparrow, you got James Jordan on top of you, like your Pedraka and your Oliver. Yeah, you're but right. But then up front and in the back, it's building that spine. Well, so. Richmond were the same, weren't they? They had their press here, that sorry, they had their Dusty and their Pressiers and their Cochins. But then apart yeah. from that, it was Edwards, who was just that extra guy. The Grahams, these extra guys who yeah. come through Boltons. They weren't your stars, no. but they played their role. Exactly. That's what they're missing. They've got a, such a plethora of just talent at the top, and then it falls off a cliff. Yeah. That's why they keep having these debutantes every week. Mm. Macomb or, I can't remember, I can't even, I was like, listen, they always, McNeil, Lockie McNeil, for yeah. example, these players are always coming through because they always need that next level and they don't have it. Or you, you look at the other side of, of what happened in that Adelaide Crows game where the, their best forward and the most dangerous forward lineup is with Bont in the forward line. So you got Bont, Norton, and Ugo Hagen in the forward line. But then you put Bond into the middle because you need some forward uh, pressure with your inside 50s. Yes. And then they put him in the middle and he's kicking to no one. You need two Bonds. You need one in the middle and one at forward and they just can't do that. It's the, dusty, it's the dusty issue, isn't it? You, needed him to, you need him twice and you can't get him twice. And we can't play Bond forward because his set shots are useless. Yeah, that is true. So, yeah. anyway, they're sitting... Look, they, they are two and four. It's not sell stocks just yet, is it? But it's not... What did you expect from a grand final team? Well, since the sort of third quarter of the grand final, they've played some of the worst footy out of anyone. Oh, they've the been worse. So, I, I, and I thought they'd be charging this year. So, very just not sure to make it then. But all right, that's our surprises. That's our disappointments. Let's move on to our award show. The the crowd's really keen to hear the award show. There. They are. They're up and about for it. <sighs> My God, Emily's... way too early award show. You know we love these. We love it. And who's going to win the brown line then? We love a brown line pick in this. Probably podcast. willpower. Yeah, good answer. Can't argue that at all, actually. Yeah, see, the crowd's nodding in agreement. But that's just obvious. So here in the Winger Podcast, we're going to give something a bit left field. So what's your first pick, Cam? Uh, I'm going with... Well, that's up right now. I'm going with Bailey Smith. I'm going with Bailey Smith, the brown line. And the, the girls in the, in the room are loving it, they of course, as they, as they tend to do as soon as a guy with a mullet rocks in the room. Just objectifying, man. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary. 100%. SJ Dubs love it. But he has been a star. Every game he's played, he's had what? Apart from this week, he's had about 130 plus DT points, averaging 36 touches on the year. Been disgusting. Phenomenal. Good. Number one in the AFL. He's been disgusting. He's been seriously a freak. So he probably gets votes very, very easily, and he stands out too. Yeah. He's got that look. And he stands out on Instagram. Probably stands out on the field too. He's so, damaging as well. Every is. kick, every handball is so damaging. It's all uncontested, but it's damaging touches. It and still he's is. Great tackler as well. He is. He gets so. a lot. Eight, eight or so touches a game. He's seriously probably the, one of the best players in the AFL this year. Or call the fantasy, he's top five. Yeah. So and inside and out, and that's everything you look for in a Brownlow medalist. And so. speaking of another player who's top five, maybe top two in the fantasy right now, it's your Brownlow pick, and that is Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah, it has to be. You can't, you can't knock it. No. He top four. They're five and one. He's been playing the best footy out of anyone. Best player in the league. They've literally lost one quarter all year. Yeah. The Their only the loss is to Saints, who Max King kicked four goals in the fourth quarter of that game. And had that game won. That's right. They, they did. had that game won. That one. is their only loss. That's so. Right. Andrew Brayshaw this year has been absolutely phenomenal. Star. I did call it at the start of the year, to be fair. 
I was very, very high on him. Very high on fantasy on him. Took him quite highly in our draft as we well. Both, we both started him in the Classic. Very rare. We did. I mean, he did. And he's averaging about 125 over this year. He's the most expensive player in the league now. He is. And Where he, did that come from? He has been phenomenal. In, in a midfield that you would not expect him to excel in whatsoever. Because no. he doesn't have... It's, it's not so much when a midfield loses some of their players... It's not necessarily that other players are just going to step up automatically. That doesn't mean you get 40 touches and no, they run out. it doesn't. Because he's just get gone in there. He's got no support whatsoever. And he's having to do it all himself. He's getting tagged. He's breaking tags. We saw him get tagged. Uh, who was against? GWS game, game. Yeah, yes. We saw him have to shake that off that first quarter. And he was amazing. Yeah. And one of the reasons he can shake a tag and he can be so damaging and, and that he's my Brownlow tip is because he can go forward. He's kicking a yeah, goal yeah. a game. He kicks a goal every single game. From the midfield, regardless. Exactly. Yeah. He's bursting yeah. through. He's going th- straight through that 50. He's got heaps of sp- time and space. And he's able to line it up. And he's quite accurate when he does as well on the run. So he's really impressed me this season. And his ability to be just be so versatile in the midfield is exactly what Freo need. And it's one of the reasons they're 5-1. You're going to be a solid team once you bring Mundy and Fife back into that team. Once the best tagger has to go to Fife, which it will, of course, yeah. maybe, they have, maybe they can actually play Fife forward now. I was thinking that. He's so keen that they're not going to play him forward, but they might have to play him forward. And I wouldn't what? actually mind it. Neither would I. The 50-50 split would be all right, because now you've got Brayshaw, Sarong, and Mundy in there. And extends the career just a little bit more with his injuries. I'm and all for it. Will Brody as well. Yeah. Oh, He's well, been unreal too. Pick up of the year. All right. Coleman. Coleman, I mean, it's a tough one to pick. Uh, we say it every year. Coleman might be the hardest uh, award to pick, because you think it's so easy. You think it's always, you know, about a handful of players are going to get it, but it's very hard to pick out which one of that handful is going to get the Coleman. That is true. I'm going with Joe Danaher. I'm going for Danaher as my common medalist. Dog is sidetracked. I'm going Danaher. Yeah. Brisbane, Brisbane are flying. They're top. They're a top three team right now. I think easily. Cameron has just been a bit meh. He had a good game today against Gold Coast, but a lot of people can get play themselves back into form against Gold Coast. He's been meh the last two years, really, Cameron. McCarthy, whatever. Who else is there? And who's their next key forward? Is it McStay or... McStay or Hipwood's going to come Fort? back. Yeah, Darcy Fort. Don't really care. Danaher's a guy... I think he's going to kick... I think Danaher's worst game now is three goals. So if he's kicking three goals in his worst game, I'm, that's that's common for me. Yeah. So I think Danaher's a shout, a big-time shout, and he's up in there right now. I think he might be second or third. Yeah, I think he's second. I think uh, Hawkins and... Hawkins uh, top, yes. Yeah, Hawkins top. Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron. That's pretty there. wild, having that. Pretty unbelievable from there. But onto that? Uh, yeah, onto that, I think... Jeremy Cameron is for sure my pick for the Coleman. I, yeah. I picked Max King at the start of the season, uh, but Jeremy Cameron, just unstoppable. If he can find the health and find a way to string 20 games together, yeah. we've seen him do it before winning the Coleman, and we'll, I think we'll see him do it again. Yeah, he's so. just that good, and he's not t- even taking the best uh, matchup no. at all. Like Hawkins is taking it every single time. That's the thing. He's sometimes taking the third or fourth matchup this just because it's a better thing. matchup. Yep. So you need a player who's going to be able to run with him, who's going to be able to go with him athletically. And how many are there? Literally none. Probably there a handful. are none. There yeah, are if li- that. Jake Lever, if it, when he plays us, he is the biggest mismatch for us because put Jake Lever on him. Jake Lever is not a great one-on-one defender. No. But Jake Lever is the only player that can go with him because he's got that ground speed and he's got the aerial ability as well to match him. Yes. But that's what makes Jess so good. Oh, he's star. It's that sort of player yeah. where where his ceiling is just so, so, so high. Oh, there is no his ceiling. floor is he's so got, high as well. Oh, he's got no ceiling, 100%. There's no exactly. Ceiling we saw him kick seven goals too today, and he probably let the foot off the gas in the yeah. last quarter. Yeah. But today, he could have easily gone and kicked ten. But then next week, he might have a down week, and he kicked three, and he'll have six touches. This is true. But that is huge for the Coleman. So, he's been unbelievable this season. I think he's going to keep up this form in this Geelong team that isn't playing well at the moment. Even at with all. Hawk in the side, you think you can win a Coleman with Hawk next year? 100%. 
Yeah, I don't mind it. I imagine they tie for it. That'd be pretty poetic. That would be very poetic. Yeah. Pretty justice. What's the bet on that? What's the bet on that? Uh, we'll get our uh, admin team onto that. Admin team's looking to it. All right, Rising Star. Talk about betting. This is a market you won't bet on, and that's the Rising Star. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. There's probably one person you could pick from out of the whole entire Rising Star comp, and that's Nick Dacos. Is yeah. there anyone else? There's no one It's just Nick Dacos. That's it. I said at the start of the season after I saw one preseason game, I do find preseason hype quite a lot. I don't. But you did, you know. I mean, did. Fair enough. They were $4 each for um, Dacos and Horn Francis. Horn Francis. And there was no way after seeing that game that I could take anyone else for the Rising Star. After, after one round, I was the same. I went, wow. He's this guy's a freak. He is the best player, in, not even in the rookie draft, not even the draft class. He is the best player of the last like, four drafts. He's the star. Easily. He he's is, got the role. They're making sure he's got the role. He though. does. He's like, getting Francis, plenty of easy pill. Juan Francis has got that role where it's like, yeah, we want you to play your 50-50 split between half forward flank and of midfield. You know, It's a tough role to play. And he's having to win his own pill. Exactly. That's the thing. They are giving Dacos the ball. Yeah. They're going, we want your your boot out of every defensive clearance. Over, over Pendlebury. Yeah. Like, they're wanting him over Pendlebury. So he's so. got the role. So he's, it's a it's a lock. He's not going to lose that. The only thing that can stop this, I think if, if he gets an ACL by round 12, he probably oh, still has it. I don't know why you're saying that. But... I'm just saying, if he Dacos, injured, he probably can, by round 12, he could probably still win it. He could, yeah. yeah. He's that he's that far and above everyone else. He, this year has been unbelievable for he's him done. already. And I think Anzac Day is going to be a huge, huge game for him. And he's really going to show Go on. the world Say it. what he's made of and win the medal. Oh, you suck. That's One funny. of the Dacos boys Admin will people, win the medal. What is uh, the odds for Dacos? He is paying win $14 odds. $14 odds. Thank you, admin people. Very well done. $14 odds. To win the Anzac Day medal. That we're onto it. So I think, I think he truly has the ability to win the medal uh, just with his ball use and his inside 50 work as well uh, tomorrow because I think They'll smash them, to be honest. 14 schmackos. That's that's unders. It's me. huge. That's unders. It's huge. He should be paying 30 to 1. I, I don't say it at all. Gamble responsibly. Of course. Always gamble responsibly. Anyway. Coach of the year. This is actually a really good one. I'm really happy we've got two different people here. And they're both great candidates. I don't know how neither of us have chosen Simon Goulden. Because it's obvious. He goes out there. He gets on the beers. He's punting with them. He's a brother. He's probably snorting lines with all the he's boys. He's a brother. He is absolutely he's got loving his head, it. He's got his head in a bowl of luxa. He's our type of guy. And he is a women's favourite. The is. women love him. You know why we didn't vote for him? Voters fatigue. It is voters fatigue. LeBron it James. Is. LeBron James voters fatigue. It is. So I've gone with I've gone with Sam Mitchell. I I. I didn't think he was going to win three games this year, but we're going with Sam Mitchell. Uh, Dog has gone the old... I can't even say <laughs> The old say. salt and shaker. <laughs> the old guzzle guzzle thingy. Uh, got 3,000. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Sam Mitchell. <laughs> Sam Mitchell. Seriously, no. What a performance by him so far. I hadn't. I didn't think they were going to win three games all year. They've won three already. So Sam Mitchell has done a, a stellar job. We spoke on it earlier. Won't go too far into it, but... An amazing, amazing effort with a team that's underperformed when you look at your star players. Yeah. And they're winning games. To win Easter Monday against Geelong? Huge win. That could be their only win for the year, and I still say he's done a great job. Yeah. Seriously. That game's worth more than four points. He came to Adelaide, came to Adelaide beat Port Adelaide, who were desperate for a win and beat them by 30, 50 points, wasn't it? And they bullied us. Yeah. I don't even know who bullied us, but we got bullied. I could not tell you who, but was it Mitch Lewis? I don't know. Very impressive win. Very, but very well. My coach of the year... He might only have a three and a, no. He only has a two and one record as a coach this year. In fact, because uh, the because the vid. Yes, that is Longmuir. He's got the vid. Yeah, right. For okay. Fremantle, so 
Obviously, uh, the step-in coach went 2-0, which was fantastic. Apparently, the step-in coach is like 5-0 in his career yeah, as well. No, nah, oh, he is, yeah. It was, yeah. It's like going back up 2014. Yeah. The filling coaches this year, 5-0. Undefeated. They're 5-0. So, Joel Taylor theory, when you come in, you're a new coach, you always win. But yeah, exactly. People get up and about for you. Wow. So, Longmuir has just been absolutely unbelievable this season. What he's doing with this Freo team is awesome. No one saw it coming. I, I heard a couple of journos say they might take the leap and challenge for the eight. But this year... Top four didn't say that. No, no way. One I, journo said it. I think who? Charmin on Triple M. Oh, really? They're a top five team. I said you're, you're talking schmack. There you go. Oh, no, another journo did say it as well. Mm. Ligma. Um, yeah, Ligma did. So, Longmuir... From Kenya? Yeah, he's yeah. from Kenya. Joe? Yeah. yeah, no, so um, Longmuir has been absolutely unbelievable this season with what he's been able to do with this really, really young back line. Oh, love that. Uh, average age of probably about 23, this back line. To be oh, honest. yeah, good job. So young. Uh, and really young midfield. Injuries all over the park. They've had Sean Darcy out. They've had Fife out. They've had Tabata out. Mundy. Mundy. So many of their key pillar stone players out and they've managed to be 5-1 and one, and they probably should be 6-0 oh, to be honest. Port's had the so. same injuries and we're 1-5. We're, we're exactly right. And, so they're, they're, and they're the other way. They're 5-1. Uh, there's absolutely no excuse for, for Port as, as no. far as I look it's at it. That's, why, that's why I'm praising Freo. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. But no, been amazing and, and I reckon he, if he goes, keeps going this way he's easily going to be coached of the year. Yeah, I can say that too. Alright, last award Defensive Player of the Year. The Winget. The Winget Defensive Player Sorry, of the Year. Winget Defensive Player of the Year. Who won it last year? Jake Lever. So we've gone with another Melbourne guy, have we? Oh, have we you actually, as well. well. I can't disagree. I actually can't, you're 6-0 now. I can't disagree. Well, yeah. Steve, it's Stephen May, the toughest man in the AFL since Fraser Garrick went to Dogger today. The toughest man in the AFL. Self-proclaimed toughest, toughest player in the AFL. If you put the G-Train next to Stephen May. Who wins in a fight? G-Train literally looks like a wimp. He looks like He's Todd Marshall, Marshall no. next to Stephen May. That's what no. he looks like. Like, literally. Now, Stephen May, extremely tough individual. I've been fortunate enough to actually meet him before. Beautiful man. Very tall individual. Very bit of a friendly giant. Yeah, massively a friendly giant. Really? Uh, but he was very seedy after the Premiership win, so whether he's always that friendly, I'm not too sure. But Stephen May, is he's blown me away this year how good he's been. He's managed to average over 20 touches already, while obviously being the number one lockdown defender on the best uh, opposing player. Stephen May, get this, has had eight marks in one-on-one contests. That is more than seven teams... In that's the disgusting. AFL. That's actually a disgusting start. More than seven teams. Audience are in belief. And he, he, is, he is just the absolute general back there. And he's honestly cementing a legacy for himself as one of the best defenders in the history of the AFL. He is starting to cement we, that legacy. I was really giving you some... Like, no, he's starting to cement that legacy. If we're able to win a couple of premierships in the next few oh years, he is cementing that legacy. He's a 26-year-old. He is very young. He's, he's been going the ball mental. For a while. So, our, our defence last year, best in the comp, I'm sure you can agree. Yeah. We won the this final year, time, so. we are an eight point better per game so got back line. We've got even too. better. And do you know what sums up Stephen May and his performances week in, week out? What? We were 70 points up in the grand final. Mm-hmm. Right? Or whatever it was, oh, yeah, 40 points maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Christian Petrarca sort of didn't really allow this tackle and then he laughed. Stephen May started barking at him. Accountability. Exactly. Accountability doesn't matter who you are. You're the Norm Smith medalist. You've had 38 touches. You've had two goals. I don't care who you are, we're up by 40 points. Get back and tackle. Absolutely love that. So, Stephen May for me, easily. 
But anyway. That was a lot. We're so back. I'm that was a lot. And we are back. We're back. We're going to be back to weekly episodes as well, believe we it or will. not. We probably won't have an episode this week because Dog is away in Brisbane. Yes. But we will be back to weekly episodes before you know it. Yeah, so look forward to that. Make sure you tune lots in. of messages, clearly. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. DMs have been busted. People have been Where very, the fuck very are the upset. Episodes? Where the fuck are the episodes? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't back. know what it is. My DMs have been busting for other reasons, but that's neither here nor there. Mine def- I've been going through the week, so I've got nothing apart from winging it. So make sure to tune in every week. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. It'll be one of them for We're sure. Gonna, one of the three. It won't be. It Monday might even Friday, be weekends so. every now and then. Oh, they're lucky. If if you're very lucky. I mean, football on's on right now, so we could have football episodes. That is true. But make sure Just you tune in. Yourself. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Yes, at Winger Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify. At Winger Podcast. Make sure to have a look at us on Spotify. Facebook. At Winger Podcast. And make sure to follow us on TikTok. At Winger Podcast, of course. Thank you very much. Good night. Take care. Brush your hair. <laughs> Reminiscing on the days, I ain't know what was ahead. What I gotta do to make sure the family fed.